0: bringing you clarity and solutions with Q&A sessions and inspirational conversation with world-renowned experts in a variety of fields. I'm a firm believer that parenting was never meant to be done alone, and I'm here to debunk the general consensus that it has to be hard. A warm welcome to you, and thanks for tuning in. Hello, and welcome back to The Art of Parenting. This is your host, Jean Marie Penal. And today I wanted to share a conversation that I had with the lovely Karen Young. If you do not know her website, Hey Sigmund, I encourage you to go check it out. It is a wealth of information. And I love that she says it is where the science of psychology meets the art of being human. And so our conversation really was around big emotions. Big emotions, how we deal with them, how we help our children deal with them. And I really hope that you get as much information and kind of ahas that I got through this conversation because she is has a very wonderful way of explaining how our brain works and how we can explain it also to children. Uh, also has some wonderful children's book about uh, big emotions, which are wonderful. And all of that will be in the show notes for you. So enjoy my conversation with Karen Young. Hello and welcome back to The Art of Parenting and today I have Karen Young who is a returning guest because we spoke on uh, episode seven at great length about anxiety and uh, we really introduced her work and such but there are so many other topics that we wanted to touch on that I have asked Karen to come back to The Art of Parenting so that we can talk about tantrums. And so today we are really going to go dive deep into what are tantrums and how can we help our children when they are having a tantrum and kind of help them through it. So welcome back, Karen. So lovely to have you here today. Thank you. It's so good to be here. Thank you for having me. Alrighty. So since we did do an episode where you, you know, talked about your Mm -hmm. kind of your journey into the work that you do and everything, we're not going to dive back into that. I invite all my listeners to uh, look up episode seven, where we introduced Karen's work and also talked at great length about anxiety. So today I would love for us to just jump into this topic that tends to be overwhelming for both the adults and the child having a tantrum. So I would love if you could just from your uh, psychologist's point of view, and just from from your expertise, explain to our listeners, what exactly is going on when the child is having a tantrum? Okay,
1: so tantrums, are big and I think one of the things that happens in tantrums is it's hard not to take them personally because we feel like we should be doing something but during a tantrum the brain is just doing what young brains do and it's okay and it's completely safe with our children so the way the brain works big feelings come from um from well, the amygdala and the limbic system in the feeling brain. We have a feeling brain and a thinking brain. The feeling brain at the back and the thinking brain um, at the front. Now, the thinking brain, the prefrontal cortex, won't be fully developed until they're about 24. So it is nowhere near developed when they're young. They are under the influence of their feeling brain, and that is the seat of impulse and instinct, and it's the oldest oldest part of our brain. Now what we need to remember is their brains are still developing, they're still figuring out the world, they're still learning how it all works and their brains are, are, they're amazing, they're powerful, they're amazing. But this part of their brain that can actually control big feelings and give them self-control, it is nowhere near ready yet. And actually it's also the part of the brain that can calm big feelings, that can plan, think through consequences. It is nowhere near ready. So they aren't meant to be able to control their big feelings. When children are in big feelings, it's basically the brain in overwhelm. It's the brain in in fight or flight. And it's just doing what brains do. It's completely okay it's distressing to watch a tantrum but as long as they're physically safe they are okay it's a brain in overwhelm and one of the ways the brain um well the brain does all sorts of things to find balance but big feelings are really a way to recruit support and that's for all of us big people little people um and it's it's they're in they're in the full um control of their feeling brain, this instinctive um, primitive part of their brain, and the thinking brain the the more the feeling brain is in action, the the less the thinking brain is on. So even it's undeveloped anyway in them, but they really don't have um, any access to it when they're in big feeling. so we really need to loan us loan them ours. Um, so the biggest thing I want to say about tantrums is, they're okay. It doesn't, it is absolutely no reflection on your parenting. None. It is no reflection on whether they are good kiddos or bad kiddos. It is the brain doing what brains do when they're in overwhelm.
0: I think you're going to have a lot of applause from that statement (laughs) because it's true. I mean, so, you know, I feel that so many parents do take that personally or are embarrassed because their child is having a tantrum in public or something. Mm. But it's just, like you say, it's just them trying to figure out what these feelings are all about. So, Mm. so important. Thank you for that. I think that was, that was, don't take it personally. And, And I know some adults who have tantrums too. So
1: Oh, absolutely! And we see our kids, kind of. I wish I could do that. I really wish I could lose Molly.
0: Can I roll on the floor here? I'm really upset. (laughs) No, so true. (laughs) Do you ever feel like you're doing this parenting thing alone? Tired of searching the web for answers to all your parenting questions? Well, I've got you covered. You and I know it does take a village to raise a child, and I'd like to invite you to yours. Be the calm, confident, and peaceful parent you want to be with the support of my parenting membership community. Get all the support you deserve and create the family and home you've been dreaming of. In my parenting community, I share all the tools and strategies I've acquired over my many years of mentoring and helping families find their peace of mind and enjoy a stress-free family life. I've created this community for you to be the parent you want to be. Let go of the stress and overwhelm today and enjoy your parenting journey with your beautiful children. You both deserve it. In this community, you will find video tutorials that answer your parenting concerns and teach you how to support your child's healthy development, monthly group coaching calls with me and all the other supportive members where I personally answer all your burning parenting questions, my parenting toolkit, which is full of resources that I've created over my many years of mentoring and speaking to parents and professionals worldwide. And what I love most about my parenting membership community is the amazing supportive village you can lean on. You and I know parenting was never meant to be done alone, so come meet your tribe in the supportive and encouraging village of like-minded parents. It's open 24 hours, 7, just for you. Visit voilamontessori.com slash membership for more information and come join me today to become the parent you know you are meant to be. So so when when we have a child that is having a tantrum, what are first of all, I would love to know kind of what are some of the things that you see or feel parents might be doing that hinders kind of the child coming out of this tantrum safely
1: okay so what we need to remember is tantrums are usually the brain in, they're the brain in fight or flight for whatever reason and it doesn't have to make sense to us why the brain's in fight or flight if they have if there's something they if they don't if they're enjoying playing with their toys and we ask them to pack up the the brain will possibly go in into overwhelm because they don't know how else to, to say what they need or to manage these big feelings that that come. Um, so that's okay. So the 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 probably what we need to do is remember that this is a brain looking for looking to recruit support. So one of the worst things we can do is anything that separates them or drives shame or will drive a brain further Into fight or flight which will drive a brain further into distress what they need more than anything is to borrow our calm brain and that warmth and safety that come from us now this is in no way reinforcing bad behavior that's not what we're doing this is not about being permissive parents but what we need to remember is in the midst of a tantrum the part of the brain that can hear rational information and plan and think through consequences and consider how to put things right, it is not there. It is not available. So we need to get kids to a point where they can be open to our influence and open to the magic that comes from that conversation when we're in relationship and where we can say, what happened then? What do you think you can do next time? How can you put this right? So if we say anything that can shame them or that can give them the idea that they're on their own, that is going to drive a brain further into Mm -hmm. fight or flight and it's going to make their distress and the tantrum bigger. If we punish them, eventually we'll get a good child. They'll behave themselves, but that is not necessarily because of that intrinsic um, capacity to... To do the right thing for them and for the world around them, but more about fear. So they're navigating; around, they're trying to avoid consequences rather than move towards the thing that's right for them. Because that takes time. Being able to make good decisions it takes a long time. Fear is a much quicker motivator, but not it's not an effective one in the long term. Right. What happens if we motivate them from fear? We will; they will get to a point where we have absolutely no control and where fear won't work because we will not find out about the bad decisions or the, or the bad decisions that they may make that feel mm. like good decisions, we will not know about it because they will have mastered the art of, um, of navigating their behaviour around avoiding consequences and not at all in a manipulative or an underhand way but because that's what we've taught them. We've taught them that your big feelings aren't acceptable and you need to act in a way that, um, that avoids me when you're, when you're in those big feelings or when you mess up or when you make a mistake and we don't want to teach them that lesson.
0: No, no. And when you, when you say that, that makes me sad because it's, it's so true. And sometimes, you know, We, we do that unknowingly just because Mm -hmm. we're, we're, you know, we're also kind of, you know, have had a hard day or whatever, and we might say or do something that, that, uh, but, you know, like you, like you've said before, it's also important to repair that. Um, Mm -hmm. So yes, not, not, not punishing when they're having a tantrum, but just acknowledging and letting them know that those big feelings are okay and that, that they're safe and so forth. What you know, other kind of um, more positive tips or, or what would be kind of the respectful, nurturing way to react to a tantrum?
1: Mm. So we do need to, um, and I want to say, do you know what? If if we make a mistake and yell or say things that we shouldn't say, that is going to happen because we're human too. We will not yes. break our kids with yes. that if we move in to repair it. So I don't want people to feel like they have to be perfect and get it right all the time because our kids, some of the biggest moments of meaning um, come from the mistakes we make because that 's also an opportunity to teach humility to teach redirection to teach um, ownership but we 're talking about how to um, respond when we can what um, what we need to do first is um, help register safety and that happens by so we understand that this behavior that we 're seeing is not a child trying to be manipulative or or it 's not a bad child it 's a child who's Whose brain, in his overwhelm, whose brain is in overwhelm at the moment. So the first thing we do is catch it and go, I can I can see this feels really big for you or you're really angry at me, aren't you? I can see that. Actually, the first thing we do is if there is a behaviour going on that we want to put limits around, it's okay to put limits around that. So we can. it's okay to say, no, we do not throw toys here or no, we do not hit here. I'm not going to let you... Um, throw your book at your friend. I'm not going to let you hurt me. It's okay to do that. We need to do that because we need to let them feel the guardrail. They need to be able to know where the edges are. We Mm -hmm. humans feel safest when we're contained and we need to put that containment up. So this is not about permissive parenting. And then we go straight into, I know, it feels... It's hard, isn't it, when you have to pack up your toys and you're having so much fun playing. I know, I can see you're really angry at me. Do you need my help to, to feel calm again or do you need my help to feel better? And then we just give them big love. The other thing is it must have felt awful to be so angry that you had to hit your sister. We don't do that here. And I know you're a great kid and I know that you know That wasn't a good decision. Do you need my help to calm down? Do you need my help to feel calm again? They might say um, nothing, they might be really angry and so we stay calm, we co-regulate, we wait for them to catch our calm. They might say, no, I hate you, go away. And it's okay to say, um, okay, I'm just going to be here and I want to help you. I want to sit with you. You tell me if you want me to do that. I'm just here, and I'm going to check in on you in a minute. That is different to um, putting them in their room where we can't see them. So it's basically it's it's respecting what they've asked for. They've asked for space. We're giving them space, but so they can still see us, and so they can still access us. So that it is really clear it is their decision, not our decision. What we don't want to do is make it our decision to,
0: to separate from them. To, to and separate and isolate them sometimes. right? Yes, that's right. right. Yeah.
1: That, brain's, that will register as bigger as, a, as, as bigger, as a bigger threat than anything.
0: Right, right. And then we
1: wait. We ride the wave. Because the thing about big feelings is as long as they're safe, as long as they're not hurting anybody or themselves, that big feeling will pass. It can't keep up that energy for too long. It will pass. So if we're in the shops, we might need to take them to the car. We might need to pick them up and and take them outside or or do something to keep them safe. Um, But eventually, again, the brain will register futility and it will rest. We don't have to stop that big feeling. What we're doing, another way to think of this, is every time they have a tantrum, It is such a precious opportunity for us to strengthen them, to strengthen their brain in in terms of self-control. So every time they are up, every time their big feelings are up and their thinking brain is shut down, whenever we loan them out and stay calm and strong, we still have to be strong um, about it, and every time we bring them back to calm, and bring that prefrontal cortex back online, we have given them an experience which has started towards strengthening their brain and to strengthening that prefrontal cortex, that thinking brain, which is the seat of self-control and calming big feelings and thinking through consequences. But in the moment, there is nothing we can do. When they're in big feelings, all we can do is validate, be warm, be close, be available. And let them know where the containment um, lies and wait till they feel calm again. Because the magic doesn't actually happen in the midst of a tantrum. The work happens out of a tantrum, as it is with any work that we do with our kiddos, where the magic happens when they're calm. So what we've done is we've preserved the connection, which means we've preserved our influence. That is the end game here. And eventually they will, they will find calm and that is when we have the conversation that, that grows them and that makes a difference. What happened then? That must have felt really bad for you. Do, you. do you want to talk to me about it? What can you do differently next time? What was it that made it feel like a good decision? How are you going to put this right? What can you do? Do you need my help? And we do those things that start um, putting in place a self-talk that they need and to to start exercising that part of the brain that thinks through through consequences and that thinks of the self talk they need to become, but it cannot happen in the moment. So all we can do in the midst of a tantrum is um is make sure everybody's safe, um, put the containment lines down and write it out
0: <laughs> stay calm and write it out. I like that. <laughs> Yeah and 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 for me I I often say also offer offer hugs like offer that connection don't you know don't go and and start hugging a child without asking but they 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 don't know what they need in that moment so sometimes it's just offering i'm here for you if you need a hug you know come That's get right. me and 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 all of that and i know that that just sounds so counterintuitive when a child is is in one of those moments but like you said at the beginning, it's nothing personal. It's just them mm-hmm. going through this big emotion. And what hugging does
1: yeah. is it releases oxytocin and oxy- or any touch or physical closeness releases oxytocin. Now the amygdala, which is the part of the brain that is driving this tantrum, it's driving fight or flight, it actually has receptors for oxytocin. So when we do things that that help release oxytocin, and the amygdala gets a big dose, it will actually find calm. So, we're wired for touch and for closeness, and we're wired to feel safest when we are physically close to um, our important big people. And there will be people say, Oh, you're just condoning the behavior and you're just um, reinforcing and, and letting them think it's okay. No, we're not. And it doesn't matter what other people think anyway. We are not doing that. What we are doing is preserving our influence, preserving the connection, giving these um giving our little ones a pathway back to calm because they can't find it themselves because the part of the brain that can find it isn't there and then we do the work and if that is hugging if that is words if it is they might want to send us a really clear message that they don't like us very much right now and they'll chase us away and tell us to go away but just stay close enough that that they know that that we're there it might be a big warm squeeze whatever they need to feel calm again and to let them know that support is here. They are loved and what they are doing is okay.
0: Yes, that is beautiful. And that is something that I know, you know, deep in my heart, that is, there's so much truth in that and and everything, but there is one point that I, I think maybe our parents who also hear you and understand what you're saying might need some extra help. And that is, is how to talk to those other adults who tell us we are doing a wrong or that we are, you know, creating spoiled children or whatever, because you did mention that. And, Mm -hmm. and I know that your, you know, your background is really about brain development and the research and everything. What are some kind of a, Almost like an elevator pitch that we could help parents have to talk to their own parents or other caregivers who are kind of condoning this kind of adult behavior.
1: So what I would say is, and and this is all informed by the way we used to do it by by right? Behavior, right. Which is the way we. It's how I was taught when I did my training, where, when we couldn't see inside the brain, um, but. It's assuming, first of all, that kids want to be bad and so that we can, um, you know, if we teach them that that being bad feels bad, then we'll make a better person. So the elevator pitch, and it just doesn't work that way. So what I would say and what I have said is this. I know what I'm doing. When last did you ever calm down or feel okay again? When you had a big feeling, when you were feeling big feelings, when last did it ever work for you for someone to get angry at you or for someone to come and tell you to calm down or for someone to tell you to go away? When did that ever work for you? Because it does not work for my child or any child either. They are no different to us. When we are in big feelings, we need someone to either go, let me sit with you, let me be with you. What do you need? You're okay. We need that. We don't need the lectures or the preaching or criticism or judgment. That has never worked ever in the history of humans. That just does not work. And so that is the thing that um, I would say to people and at my talks, I often get people who one parent will be going, yes, no, I get this. And then the other parent will be going, no, that just doesn't make sense. The thing I say is you want, um, you want to keep that influence and connection through everything because that is the only way they will hear the important things. They are not going to listen if you are the one who has driven them into shame So what I would, that's in a nutshell, that is what I would say. When did it last work for you when you were feeling big feelings and when you were really upset for someone to get angry or cross at you?
0: Right, right. Yeah, it's very powerful because I know that that's, You know, often a question I get from parents who are wanting to do things differently and who understand the whole, you know, concept of being mindful parents and and respecting our children and such. But we do have sometimes, um, not necessarily our elders, but just other people in the community kind of judging or, you know, making comments. And sometimes it can be very offensive. And, and we do Absolutely. kind of, you know, it, it kind of puts in that self-doubt that I think parents already have a big dose of, so mm-hmm. it doesn't help. So that, that's a, mm-hmm. I think that's a great elevator pitch. Thank you for that one. Very nice. The other
1: thing I say is we're turning a big ship because we've been doing it that way,
0: mm. you know, the, the behavioral
1: way for decades, decades, right, decades. Right. We've been doing it. We've only just started to um, to do it this way, the other thing I say is discipline was never meant to hurt. Mm. We don't we humans don't we learn not to touch a hot stove through pain, but we don't learn um, what we need to learn by hurting because it cuts that pathway to we, we can't reach them if 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 um, if they feel disconnected from us. Discipline comes from the word disciple to teach, not to punish, not to hurt. it was never meant to be about
0: that. Yes, beautiful. Thank you for that. Um, And as our time comes to a close, I would love for you if there's one thing that you want our listeners to remember from this conversation. Hmm.
1: So, from this one, what I would say is um, your child's behavior is not a reflection on your parenting. It's really easy to take their behavior personally because we are wired. We are wired to respond, to feel distress when our children are distressed. So when they're in big feeling, we are wired to feel it and it will trigger big feelings in us because that's what big feelings really just um, are a motivator for action and the action is to keep them safe. So we need to keep a handle on that. It... it They're okay when they're in big feeling. It's not going to hurt them. What it is is an opportunity for us to lay an experience in front of them which will strengthen them. And the best experience in that moment is loaning them our calm and our courage so they can find their way back to that point where they can um, learn the lessons that we um, need to teach them around how how to do things in a way that will really work for them. And so we need to not take their behaviour personally. It's hard and you will, you'll take it personally, but it is not a reflection on you. It is a reflection on the fact that they are young people who are figuring it out and it is a reflection on the stage of development their brains are at, not who you are as parents.
0: Beautiful. Thank you for that. I think you will. Um... I I can hear a lot of parents applauding. So thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful. Well, thank you, Karen, for, for your time today. And I look forward to having you back for another wonderful conversation. Thank you. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Art of Parenting. And if you did, please make sure to share it with your loved ones. I'd also be grateful for a review on iTunes so it can get heard by many more. And remember, if you've got a question, let me know. I'm here for you. Till next time.